Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. All it takes is just one spark to set an entire forest ablaze. Have you ever been around that person that's just the life of the party? They're full of life and passion. It may be about sports. It may be about a relationship that's in their life. Regardless of what it is, that person is full of a fire that's burning on the inside and it's contagious. And many times you look at that person, you say, man, that person is so life-giving. I just want that person around. Or maybe there's a different kind of reaction. You know what? I'm not like that person. I don't have what that person has. And it may actually be somewhat irritating to be around someone like that. But the reality is that that person has a fire that's not just kind of some timey. It's not based on an event. It's kind of their general disposition. And so the question we have is how do we get like a person like that? Or more specifically, it could be that that person is actually a follower of Jesus and there is a fire lit by the Holy Spirit on the inside. And here at Ignite, we call that getting ignited. And so what we want to talk to you about today is... How do we get ignited for Jesus Christ with the fire and the passion of the Holy Spirit burning on the inside, especially during this pandemic? How does this continue to be an ongoing thing in our lives? Well, this is all about being a follower of Jesus. You may have heard that term before, being a follower of Jesus. What does that even mean? Well, Jesus said in the Great Commission to go and make disciples. That is a follower of Jesus. And so what does a follower of Jesus actually look like? And, and what does that have to do with staying and being on fire? Well, Jesus, when he said to go make disciples, actually asked them to do something that he did with the 12 for three and a half years. Jesus said to go and make disciples in the Great Commission. And when he was talking to his disciples that were hearing those words from his lips, they knew exactly what he meant. Jesus basically told them to go and do the exact same thing that he did with them for three and a half years, namely the 12. And so what we want to look at today is not only what does it, does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ or a follower of Jesus Christ, but how did Jesus himself make disciples? Because the disciples understood that what Jesus was asking them to do is the very thing that he did with them. And sometimes we hear these terms in Christian circles. You maybe heard mom and dad, you maybe heard somebody in the church or in church circles or in Christian circles use this term, follower of Jesus, disciple. But let's look at the Bible and see how Jesus himself made disciples. And then that'll influence us. That'll inform us on how we need to be followers of, dis- of Jesus himself and how we need to actually lead other people into becoming followers of Jesus. So I wanna invite you to come with me and let's discover how to get ignited as a follower of Jesus. And the first place we wanna go to see how Jesus actually made disciples is in the Gospel of John, my favorite book in the Bible, in John chapter one, beginning in verse number 36. And here's what the Bible says. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, 
There is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means, or is translated teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him for the rest of the day. Now, here's the context of what we just read. John the Baptist is preaching to prepare Israel, to prepare the world for the soon coming Messiah. Some say that John the Baptist had a ministry of only six months, and in that time he had de developed a following. There were people following him, listening to his teachings, learning his ways, trying to prepare for the soon arrival of the Messiah King. And John had two particular followers that were with him, people that he had a relationship with, that he was mentoring, that he was speaking into, investing into. And when Jesus arrives, and at this point in the scriptures that we just read, this is the second time he's seeing Jesus and directing people to Jesus. And he says, behold, or he says, look. So here's someone has a relationship with these two disciples, and he's pointing them to Jesus. And when they see him, they hear John say, the first time he sees Jesus, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So they're being pointed to Jesus, and they're being told that this man, Jesus, is the one who is sent to forgive the sins of the world. He is offering forgiveness. And so they decide to have now a experience, an encounter with Jesus. And when they encounter him, he says to them, and here's our first invitation to what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus says to these first two disciples that he calls to follow him, he says, come and see. Come and see. You see, you get ignited. And you help others get ignited when you help them respond to Jesus' first invitation, come and see, so that they can connect with Jesus. You know, it's kind of like when you're hanging out with your friends and one of them tastes some really, really good ice cream. Now, I love ice cream, particularly grape nut ice cream if you're from the Caribbean or from Jamaica. But I want you to hear this now. You're with a friend who's eating some really, really good ice cream. And they've tasted and seen that it's good. And the natural result of that person is in that moment, they're with you, is to want you now to have the same experience. And so they share with you, they say, they invite you, hey, taste this, man, check this out. Taste and see that this is good so that you can have the same experience, so that you can also know how good that thing is. And this is just a small window into the experience of a follower of Jesus who's tasted and seen that Jesus is good. That person naturally wants to share with someone else, hey, come and see. It's an invitation into an experience. It's, an, it's a relational invitation to come and see, to taste for yourself, try for yourself, experience Jesus. I want you just to look at this experience now with these two followers of Jesus. Later on in the text, you'll find that they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. And then later on, the very next day, they're able to go and tell somebody else, hey, come and see. We found the Messiah who watched this, who the scriptures, who the prophets of scripture said would come. They were able after only spending no more than a period of 24 hours with Jesus to be able to say the scriptures point to this man as the Messiah.
So then that then begs the question, when they were spending time with Jesus, based on that invitation of Jesus to come and see, did they have conversation about the scriptures that pointed to Jesus as the coming Messiah? Did they ask Jesus, hey, uh, if you're the Messiah, then where are you from? And he says, well, I'm from Bethlehem. And they go, oh, wait a minute. Messiah is supposed to come from Bethlehem. You see, so they're spending time with Jesus. Scripture is involved in this that directs them to Jesus as the one to place their trust in. This is what happens when someone hears the gospel communicated to them through, an, through a relationship, through a friend, through the preached word. You hear about Jesus. He's the one who takes away the sin of the world and you respond to him. And then you enter into a relationship and experience with Jesus that begins a daily relationship with Jesus. These disciples were baptized by John the Baptist, and they would later help Jesus baptize not long after this. Here's what happens. When you connect with Jesus, you trust in Jesus as your Savior, who forgives all of your sin. You receive his grace full and free. And then you begin to enter into a daily relationship with Jesus through prayer, scripture, the indwelling Holy Spirit, asking for the Holy Spirit every day. And then you also confirm that experience by getting baptized into Jesus Christ. This is what it looks like for you personally to connect with Jesus or for you to invite somebody else to connect with Jesus. It's the first invitation of a follower of Jesus. Come and see. Come and see. Try him for yourself. But this continues on now because there's a second step that Jesus slowly moves his disciples, his first disciples into. Come with me, same chapter, John chapter 1, but now go to verse number 40 and 43. The Bible says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said, that's John the Baptist, and then followed Jesus. All right? Now, verse number 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, follow me. Come, follow me. You see, the second invitation of Jesus to becoming his follower, to becoming a follower of Jesus, meaning a disciple of Jesus, is he says, follow me, follow me. In the first century, this would immediately be understood as an invitation from a rabbi, from a teacher, to be their apprentice, to enter into a master-apprentice relationship or a teacher-student relationship. You know, this reminds me of the movie The Karate Kid, the one that I grew up with in the 80s, and maybe the one uh, that you may have seen recently that was produced by Will Smith with his son, right? And, and, and this is where you see uh, the master-apprentice relationship played out in a Hollywood film. All right, someone now enters into a relationship with someone else, kind of mentor-mentee, and they're learning the ways of that teacher. They're learning the ways of that mentor. They're not only learning the information, but they're learning their ways, their movements, right? Well, this is in essence what Jesus did. He said, follow me. It's an invitation now into a relationship where you're going to learn not only the information and teachings and instruction of this person, but you're going to learn how to actually be like that person. And this is what Jesus does. He invites Peter. He invites Andrew. He invites these disciples, Philip, follow me. This is the second invitation. 
You see, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, and if you want to invite other people to be a follower of Jesus, you got to help them respond to the second invitation of Jesus, and that is to follow me so that they can grow in Jesus, so they can grow in Jesus. You see, when Jesus invited one person to follow him, he was not only inviting that person individually to enter into this teacher or disciple teacher-student relationship, master-apprentice, but they were now going to join several other people now in a small group, which eventually would become known in the Gospels as the Twelve. Eventually, after the first two years of Jesus' ministry, the apostles, the sent ones. These Twelve represented a small group that Jesus was investing the majority of his time in. So when you respond to the invitation, the second invitation of Jesus to be his follower, you're not only personally responding to follow Jesus and learn how to live like and love like and be like Jesus, but you're joining a community, a small group community of other people that are learning how to live and love just like Jesus. You see, when Jesus calls you, he calls you into community. He calls you into relationship with himself and others. And, and, and the best way to experience church life, when we talk about the church, the best way to experience community is with other people that are learning to live like, love like Jesus. That means prayer is involved. You're praying together. That means that scripture is involved. You're learning his ways. You're learning his teachings. You're getting the full story of scripture, the full story of Jesus. And you're learning how to apply that to your life. You're learning how to obey by love his instructions, right? But you're doing it alongside other people. And you're learning how to love one another. And you're learning how to, to, be in community and have spiritual support. You're learning, in essence, how to be family. You're learning how to experience love. Yet this is the kind of small community experience that Jesus was inviting his followers into as he was now mentoring and investing in them. And what does this look like practically? Well, in our community of faith, in our church, we have what's called grow groups, right? People have all different kinds of terms for like small groups, cell groups, right? Community groups, connect groups, There's life groups. It doesn't matter what kind of term you wanna call these groups, but what they are in essence is small disciple making groups where you're learning through scripture and praying together and fellowshipping together, maybe eating some good food together or because we're right now in a pandemic, you may do this virtually through Zoom or some other platform, but you're entering into small group community where all of you are learning how to love and to live like Jesus. And it's not merely about information. It's about transformation by being modeled. The person's facilitating or the people that are facilitating this or the person that's mentoring you personally in this small group is modeling for you what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. Because the teacher is the embodiment of their teaching. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to get ignited, then you need to first respond to the first invitation of Jesus. And that is to come and see, enter into a personal experience with him. Check him out for yourself. Come to the scripture. 
Hear the good news of his love and his grace and his forgiveness that he offers you that lifts the guilt and the shame off of you, right? And then learn how to enter into a daily relationship with him through prayer, scripture, and the reception daily of the Holy Spirit. And then you may need to get baptized to confirm this trust in Jesus. And then you need to respond to his second invitation. And that is to follow me so that you can grow in Jesus, connect with Jesus, and then grow in Jesus. Because you're growing not just individually, but you're growing together with other followers of Jesus that are learning how to live and love like Jesus. Next time, I'm going to share with you two more invitations of Jesus on how to be his follower so that you can not only get ignited, but you can stay ignited for Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend his reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on, and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him.